I hear the voice of my grandmother calling me. I hear the voice of my grandmother calling. Wake up, wake up, she says, wake up, wake up. Listen, 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 listen. May the rivers all run free. May the mountains be unspoiled. May the air be pure. May the trees grow up tall. May the earth be shared by all. I hear the voice of my grandmother calling me. I hear the voice of my grandmother calling. Wake up, wake up. She says, wake up, wake up. Listen, 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 listen. May the rivers all run free. May the mountains be unspoiled. May the air be pure. May the trees grow up tall. May the earth be shared by all. May the air be pure. May the trees grow up tall. May the earth be shared by all. Hello and welcome to the Womb Centered Healing Podcast. I'm Sama Morningstar and before we get started, I just wanted to share about some upcoming events in the online Womb Centered Healing Temple this fall. So the first big one is this fall, starting on October 31st, Samhain, or some call it the Witch's New Year, we will be starting the first Biomystical Womb Healing Nine Moon Apprenticeship. And you can go to the wombcenteredhealing.com website to learn more about the apprenticeship. Just briefly, we're going to um, take a whole journey over the course of the nine months through our entire life, past and present and future, revisiting important biomystical womb initiations that may have been neglected or even abused and bring the infinite unconditional healing love of Divine Mother in all of her beautiful forms to those spots in our life that often may remain um, impaired or unhealthy, uh, showing up as biological um, pain or dis-ease in our body, particularly in our wombs. And so we'll bring this healing love and attention to each of those spots in our lives that feel that way and um, awaken our biomystical womb power. Um, and so I encourage you to check this out on the website. Again, just go to wombcenteredhealing.com and you'll find the page for the Biomystical Womb Healing Apprenticeship. And um, there are uh, many opportunities to get involved. I'm writing a book based on this body of work and looking for case studies. So that's one way to make a contribution. And then there are um, 
There's a sliding scale for those of you who want to make a financial contribution. So I look forward to to welcoming you into the apprenticeship. Um, the second thing that I want to announce that will be contributed to by the apprentices, we'll be having mid-November the first womb art online gallery show in the womb-centered healing temple so if you have some womb-centered artwork that you would like to present for the show don't hesitate to reach out to me as well so that's all the announcements for now and um, i'll just let you carry on listening for this episode of the womb-centered healing podcast take care Hello and welcome to the Womb Centered Healing Podcast. I have Emmy here with me today. Thank you so much for joining me, Emmy. Emmy and I have been collaborating and um, sharing our Womb Centered Healing services with each other um, for several years now. And uh, Emmy's one of the few uh, online collaborators that I've actually met in person and spent a significant amount of time with as we got to be together during um, the um, Fountain of Life, what was that, Womb Awakening teaching Nine training. months. Nine, yes. uh, we yes. were during, the, that was an online, but then we were in the, in the nine-month apprenticeship was um, online, and then we did the 10-day teacher training in person together in Exmoor in England last summer. That's right. Which was delightful. Um, just a really beautiful time to be together. And so, so it, then our friendship has just grown since then. So thank you so much for joining me, and I'm really excited to um, have you share with us about some work that you're really focusing in on which is really all, all my work is about this too. And it's mm. something we're super passionate about of um, really coming into our feminine power and feminine ways of being and feminine ways of um, um, evolution of the human species. Mm. And so I would love for you to um, share a little bit more about that and then I'm going to have some things to share too, I'm sure. <laughs> okay, great. Well, thank you, Sama. Thanks so much for having me on this podcast again. I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. And yes, so the topic that we're focusing on today is very much, as you said, about stepping into one's feminine power. And I call this one's sacred feminine power because it really is our essence. It is our birthright and it is our the foundation of our power as well. Mm -hmm. And it is something that I have on my personal path in my own journey, um, initially very much struggled with. And now as time has gone by, very consciously and, and really quite systematically and at the same time, very organically and often in miraculous ways as well, um, really started to, to learn and connect with and align with and, and learn, learning about the, in, the, the really immense power that I as a woman and all other women also hold within their bodies, within their womb spaces and understanding that this power is available to us all, no matter what our personal circumstances are. And 
learning to connect with this power in a way that is supportive and healing, not just to myself, but to my lineage, to my ancestors, and to the collective experience of women as a whole. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. And so could you, I mean, I have my own way that I would do this and I'll probably pipe in about it too, but I would love for you to describe perhaps through your own experience, what that means, our feminine power and how you're distinguishing that say from masculine power. Hmm. Sure. Absolutely. Um, Well, for me, the feminine power is very much about qualities that relate to nurturing and nourishing, cooperation and collaboration. Um, Very much those motherly energies of of caring and supporting um, each other and oneself. And really those kinds of energies that are all about being creative and seeing uh, rather being rather than doing something all the time and whereas the more masculine energies um, tend to be more about um, constant action wanting to get results um, looking for profit alone uh, um, and often going for things alone individually and looking for that individual impact and individual power and um, gain Mm -hmm. and that is not to say that all men are like this or all women are a certain way. Um, But it's about the fact that we all have feminine and masculine energies within ourselves. Mm -hmm. And for a very, very long time in the societies and cultures that we live in, um, it is the masculine energies that have been dominant. And many of us women have had to adjust to that in order to thrive within our careers or within our lives. Or in some cases, we've had to adjust to that in order to survive. Mm-hmm. in order to be able to make it from one day to the, to the other. Mm-hmm. And there is definitely a shift happening globally on our planet at the moment mm-hmm. where these dominant masculine energies are being questioned and are being, to a large extent, already replaced by an understanding of the need for these more feminine energies mm-hmm. that are so needed for the kind of large-scale healing that our planet and humankind as a whole really truly needs right now for mm-hmm. us to be able to not just to evolve to the next stage of, of humanity, but literally to, to survive on this planet that is being ravaged and raped and destroyed at so many levels at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I just want to clarify some of these distinctions that you're making because I don't feel that masculine energies are intrinsically dominating. Mm. Okay. Uh, what we what we see is a system of patriarchy yes. that puts masculinity and maleness in a domination based role yes. over the everything feminine and mm-hmm. actually is quite violating to the masculine body, to the male body, and quite uh, violent towards men and dominating sure. towards men because there's always the, the one at the top of the heap that has mm-hmm. power over all the others. And, and in, the, in 
the hierarchy, hierarchical power over system mm, of, of sure. patriarchy, where there's a king or the guy at the top of the heap, right, who has power over all the other guys. And the lower down in the heap you go, the more likely those men are in order to seek any power over anyone else because they've been mm. stripped of their own intrinsic power. Sure, absolutely. They can only have power over someone of a less powerful race or someone of a less deemed less powerful in gender, so feminine gender. And that's why so much violence and in homophobia and um, different genders is there because uh, these men that are so locked into this hierarchical power structure where in order to have any power at all, they have to find someone to take power from and have power mm. over, then they've got sure. to find someone to do that with. And it can be very mm -hmm. violent because the, viol the violence against them of stripping them of any power. And I feel that's related to circumcision. All right. So there's my little thing about <laughs> masculinity and how mm. it has become this, you know, because intrinsically masculine energy is just part of the balance of life. Sure. Absolutely. And, and yeah. there's a harmonious balance in life between masculine and feminine energy. For example, if you look at a river, the banks of the river, the stones, the, the, the land, and how it holds the flow of the river, I consider to be the masculine energy. And healthy mm. masculine energy can be very much a non-dominating, right? Intrinsically sure. powerful sure. masculine energy can be like those stones and that, those banks of that river that actually hold the flow of that feminine water that will just spread out and be wherever it is and flow wherever it is that give it power. So the masculine energy can give the feminine energy power by holding it and shaping it and giving it a direction, right? When it's mm. working in harmony. Sure, absolutely. And we, I think the challenge is... Yeah, go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. Say. Yeah, I think the challenge is that for, for thousands of years, there's been a very systematic way of using that male power to dominate, as you said, over women, but also many, many other population groups yeah. um, who have come to be known as, as the vulnerable groups. Um, and it goes beyond gender and it goes beyond... Um, uh, race uh, as, as well. But um, whether it's related to circumcision or not, and I, I, I also think that there is a lot behind that mm -hmm. statement, um, a lot of truth behind that statement as well. Um, I think there's a huge uh, theme around men needing to take the power away from women because women are so powerful and because men have been scared of this power for a very long time. Mm -hmm. I mean, if we look at um, the origins of humankind, um, in the very early days, it was, um, we, we very much lived in, in accordance to goddess-based cultures, goddess-based mm -hmm. traditions, mm -hmm. where both men and women understood the creative and nourishing and reproductive power of the woman. Mm -hmm. And there was very much that harmony between men and the women and that beautiful description of the river 
where the banks and the stones of the, the masculine energy were supporting the feminine energy. And that's actually where um, the, the name of my, my um, brand, so to speak, comes from, Feminine Revered, mm -hmm. because it was in those times that, that there was much more balance and the feminine was revered for her powers to create life and nurture life and nourish life. Mm -hmm. And men understood that and were supporting of that in a very different way from what is happening now, at least on a large scale. Mm -hmm. And I feel that part of the reason why that balance was disrupted was perhaps, and this is a theory, and it's supported by various people um, that have reflected on this and, and written about it, is that there was a, a big um, environmental cataclysm. Mm. at a certain point uh, in our early development as a species, which created a collective trauma response. Mm. And in um, men, it created this, and many women have too, it created this rift between the feminine ways of thinking and being in the feminine brain and the logical thinking brain and created a need for um, more of that logical thinking of planning ahead, of strategizing, of, you know, cre uh, creating in that linear, logical way in order to survive. So initially, that emphasis that, um, you know, groups of men jumping into this way of doing things and sort of having stronger banks of the river was a trauma response to that was mm. that was. Um, adaptive to what was going on and in that process there was a learning that um that feminine power from women could be harnessed or harvested mm -hmm. or utilized uh when you know when men were frightened that they weren't going mm -hmm. to be able to support the survival of themselves and their loved ones they started to figure out how to harness the the feminine power um, mm. but through domination mm. as a trauma response and partly because of the fear because the, the 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 powers of nature perhaps were considered feminine mm. and we still call it mother earth or mother nature mm. right and so there may have been this sense of betrayal or gosh, I can't trust this anymore. I need to control this uncontrollable power of nature, you know, as a collective trauma response after an environmental cataclysm that changed everything. Mm. And, you know, a lot of people died and they, you know, all of that changed the way the, the world spun even. You know, one theory is that there were huge, a huge meteor that hit around the Gulf of Mexico, which there's geological evidence of, which tilted the, the axis of the planet, used to rotate um, parallel to the sun so that the season stayed the same around the entire planet. And then after the meteor hit, it tilted it, and then that created seasons, so there wasn't food year-round anymore. So then mm. there was the need to strategize and to plan ahead and to have some kind of a linear thinking. Um, mm. and, and so, there, you know, there's all kinds of theories about this, but this is the main one that's like, why do we keep 
looping these same trauma patterns of of patriarchy it's so obvious that it's a trauma pattern well it's a collective trauma pattern perhaps mm. and what kind of collective trauma could be so big to knock us off the out of this harmonious balance between masculinity and femininity mm. into this um domination approach and energy mm. harvesting and lack of reverence for you know and that's the only theory i've seen that kind of puts all those pieces together but mm. what's been happening over the centuries and millennia is that there is our resurgences of groups and um, peoples and even whole countries or cultures that are re wanting to return to that harmonious balance that have found some kind of inspiration for that in some way and and you can look throughout history and see that you know there's various cultures all over the world will have an, a resurgence of reverence for the feminine and all those qualities that you talked about and then but then it will be quickly dominated again because as we know in trauma recovery oftentimes our trauma loops we hold on to them ever so dearly and we repeat them ever so uh, ever so fiercely over and over again uh because we're coping with you know things that are hard to feel and hard to heal and so yeah it's a survival mechanism that's it what is. it is that trauma response yeah yeah and so our we feel that our survival depends on it and if you see people who are really clinging to that domination masculinity domination based masculinity it's like their survival depends on it and they're mm -hmm. willing to do whatever it takes lie cheat steal kill to maintain mm. that yeah and that's a and trauma often, response that's a trauma response and very often that's a subconscious trauma response where yeah. we just simply act out in certain ways without really even understanding why our bodies are wired to do something like that yeah and so, it's and it's an mm. addiction too to, because 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 that inner power has been somehow disconnected and the need to take power for others this is my from others this is my my mm. theory and my feeling of it too that that becomes an addiction that there's mm. because if you don't continue taking power from others and you have no inner connection to any inner power at all mm. who will you be who will you be <laughs> You know, and I yeah. and I I've, I've been talking about this for a while. That as you know, like you were saying, there's this global resurgence of a need for and calling for everyone waking back up to this harmonious possibility of partnership mm. between masculine mm. and feminine, right? And mm. and as more and more are waking up to that it's almost like we're being prepared to hold those that are so severely addicted to the domination yeah. model that it will just be devastating for them they will not let it go but mm. i feel that at some point because this uprising of the feminine masculine balance is really arising from within for it within those who are connecting to our inner sources of power and to the planetary sources of power and we're receiving a, and this goes into a topic i think you wanted to to share about is this 
channeling from our spirit guides from mother earth i often feel it's just this direct transmission of what i need to do rising up through my feet through my womb directly to my brain through my fingers typing it into the computer or doing it in the garden or whatever it is that i'm doing saying to my clients talking on my podcast whatever it is it's this direct transmission from from mother earth and that is we're being prepared to hold when she like zaps the awareness <laughs> and the awakening into the people that are clinging so tightly to mm. their coping mechanism. And it's just like anyone recovering from any trauma, it can be devastating to awaken to sure. what's really going on. It makes me think of the author of the song, Amazing Grace. Have you ever heard that story? Yeah, sure where he was a a captain of a slave ship, I believe. And Mm. he woke up in the middle, he was awoken in the middle of a slave run across the ocean, bringing a ship full of slaves, I think, to the United States. I'm, I'm not exactly sure of the exact details. It may have been to the Caribbean or some other place. And he woke up in the middle of the run and turned the ship around because he realized what he was doing and he didn't mm. want to do it anymore and that's right the origin of this of the lyrics to that song amazing grace how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me mm. he realized that what a wretched person he had been i once was blind lost but now i'm found was blind but now mm. i see mm. and but before then you know he wasn't calling himself a wretch you know sure. he wasn't calling himself blind. You know he wasn't calling himself lost. He knew what he was doing and he was doing fine. Hmm. And he was, gonna de- he was probably going to defend what he was doing to the teeth. Yeah, for sure. And, that, and I feel like that kind of awakening was devastating for him. He turned around. He took those slaves back. I think he became a monk. Hmm. <laughs> or something. You know, he just like his whole life changed and Mm. and that kind of awakening is possible and that's what gives me hope and you got me going on this topic Emmy I know I'm supposed (laughs) to be interviewing you but boy uh, this is a big topic for both of us I think so I would love to hear what you feel about this channeling of this Mm. guidance and information about um about this feminine power awakening Mm. yeah well for me um working with and through my spirit guides and my ancestors has become increasingly important as Mm. I've been evolving on my journey um, as a healer, as an energy um, medicine practitioner, as as a womb awakening practitioner and teacher. And what's been coming through for me very, very strongly for the past, I would say six to seven months, is Mother Mary's guidance. Mm. And it's, it's quite intriguing because when I was younger, in my teen, a teenager or so, um, I started to question everything around systematic religions. And I threw away all notions that I had learned about Christianity, especially mm. I threw away the notion of God, I threw away the notion of angels, I threw away anything to do with Jesus Christ and so on. It just all went out the window. Mm. And then... A few years back, suddenly, 
guides such as Jesus Christ, Mary Magdalene, um, started appearing into my meditations, started appearing um, almost out of nowhere when I was reflecting and thinking and starting to give me guidance and um, just showing me the way, holding my hand in many ways. Um, but I always had a little bit of a resistance to, to Mother Mary. And I'm not 100% sure why that was, but I'm guessing it had many, many different layers to it. Number one, um, not necessarily wanting to work with the so-called motherly energies that Mother Mary very obviously holds and possesses and, and um, vibrates with as well. Um, so the energies of nurturing and compassion and, um, um, yeah, really the, the very, very typically motherly energies that, that are out there in the world. Um, but also um, the notion of her being known as Virgin Mary. And mm -hmm. I always felt a very strong disconnection from that, that mm -hmm. concept. Um, but then also slowly starting to understand when she started coming through to me uh, months ago now, um, that it is exactly those motherly energies that we're needing right now, that nurturance, mm -hmm. that compassion, that support, mm -hmm. that co-creation and so on combined with that fierce energy of a mother, the warrior mother, who, mm. who's not just in a union with someone, but is also fiercely independent mm -hmm. and who is very protective of her own as well. And that term own could relate not just to her children, but to the planet as a whole or the animals as a whole. Mm -hmm. um, and then, of course, um, learning more about the concept behind the term virgin and the original meaning behind mm. that word uh, and understanding that it's actually got nothing to do with chastity or, or restraining from sex, but it originally meant a woman onto her, um, whole onto herself. So again, an independent woman, a woman who's not afraid to be assertive, um, a woman who is in many ways married to herself because she appreciates herself and respects herself and who sees sexuality as something sacred as something that is hugely empowering and, and hugely um, beneficial to both herself and to her partner, whoever that partner may be. Mm -hmm. And yeah, ever since I really had kind of like these aha moments and these clicks around what Mother Mary truly stands for. And of course, the fact that although she was in a, in a relationship, she probably had to do a lot of things by herself as well mm -hmm. in a very independent way and you know, make do with whatever she was presented with in those times. So yes, so she has been coming through very, very strongly. Mm -hmm. And I have been getting lots of messages and lots of um, um, insights through her that I am now working with myself um, trying to embody and integrate into my own life, mm. but then also being called to take that to a wider audience as well and supporting others um, in embodying her message as well. And what it essentially for me boils down to is this very strong need to step into one's sacred feminine power mm. and all aspects of that power as well. Mm. Beautiful. And, and so with these inspirations, it sounds so rich. I'm like, I want to jump right in there with you and, and start to listen to some of the messages that Mother Mary is bringing for you in this description. And boy, I have some stories of things I've discovered about the origins of some of those stories of the Virgin Mary yeah. and her, yeah. her son of God named Christ. 
like I'll just say one little one is that sure apparently <laughs> back in those times the priests would deflower young girls mm. using a well some say well they at least we don't know what object they actually use to deflower them I have a feeling I know what object they use to deflower them but they had symbolic objects as well um, but they used a lubrication, a sacred oil called mm. Christos. Ah. And so when these young girls would become pregnant, they were considered to be, the, the child was considered to be a son or daughter of God. Right. And they were often called Christos or Christ Christos. after right. this sacred ointment that was used in the deflowering process. Now, you know, I can just imagine that there was this um, God lingam symbolic object lingam that the priests were supposed to use, but you know, they weren't using that. Mm. <laughs> you and I both know, especially if the girl was getting pregnant, right? Sure, sure. And so, and so this was a common thing. And it just so happened that our mother Mary with, you know, who birthed Jesus Christ, Christos, hmm. he just was a particularly special one of these um, people that were born out of this tradition. And so hmm. then the story carries on from there. But um, that many young virgins were considered to be the mothers of the son of God or the daughter of hmm. God because of this practice. So anyway, we can go on and on about all that, but I <laughs> yeah, really want to. Sure. <laughs> I really want to hear about your um, beautiful offering that's going to be starting just on Monday. Is that right? Yeah. On the twenty. That's right. Yeah. Coming up here um, with this whole process, share that you're going to be sharing your messages from Mother Mary and other guides and ancestors about this process of embodying our feminine power. Can you share more about that? Sure, absolutely. So um, I've been very much guided to, to do a five-day free online activation mm -hmm. where I will be live um, every single day of those five days on mm -hmm. Facebook mm -hmm. um, and providing or, or guiding a, an activation. Mm -hmm. So an energy activation that is related to stepping into one's sacred feminine power. Mm -hmm. And the activations are not going to be very long, just by, uh, maybe 10 to 15 minutes a day. Mm -hmm. And um, it is a chance for women who wish to join this to, to really, at a very deep cellular level, start activating energetically parts of, them, parts of themselves that are now ready to, to rise, that are mm -hmm. ready to shift and transform and that are very much a part of their own empowerment process mm. that will connect them to their own sacred feminine power. Mm. Beautiful. So you're going to be offering these live transmissions to support this process in those participating. And so will you be supporting participants to connect directly with with mother mary or mary magdalene or other spirit guides like that uh to guide them on their process as well 
Absolutely. I don't want to say too much about it at this stage, but oh. yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Whilst the, the, the whole process is very much guided and I would say embedded in the energy of Mother Mary, mm-hmm. um, there are also other guides that are going to be coming through. And mm-hmm. every single day with the activation, it is going to be like a guided journey mm-hmm. that will include um, a portion that is simply just to listen and and to take in Mm -hmm. and then a portion that is about um, all the listeners to actually do some energy work themselves Mm -hmm. that is related to that the specific theme of each day Mm -hmm. now i know that you uh you utilize a, a number of different energy healing modalities um mm-hmm. will you be sharing about those in the self-practice portion of these lives will you be these live broadcasts will you be instructing people how to do particular self-healing energy practices um I'm not going to go too much into the details of the various methods that I use with the activation itself. Who knows what's going to come afterwards, Uh but with the five day activation, um, it's very much about those guided journeys. So I will take people on these short guided journeys that will allow them to, to really to activate um, the energies of, of the guide who's coming through and then also do some energy processes within the guided uh, journeys or meditations okay. um, that will then also um, bring in that healing aspect at a deeper level as well. Okay, so the modality it sounds like you'll be focusing on is the, the journeying, the guided visualization, yes. meditation, and that style, that approach to energy. Yes. I just was wondering, because I'm familiar with some of the ways that you enhance that with other practices, but it sounds like you're going to just be zeroing in on that. And then if people want to learn more about how to deepen that and enhance that, then they can reach out to you further for, for more support. Wonderful. Absolutely. Yes. Wonderful. Well, and, and so the reason I know so much about this and I'll announce for everyone to know is that Emmy and I are going to be, Emmy is one of the collaborators and guest instructors in the biomystical womb nine month apprenticeship. And she'll be offering, um, uh, we're structuring how she's going to be coming in, but it's very likely going to be um, demonstration sessions with me. I love Emmy's work. And so um, I, and I love receiving your work, Emmy. And so I'm really delighted that we came up with that structure that people can go along with me on the journey that Emmy will hold space for and learn some of these healing modalities within the nine moon apprenticeship. So that's one way to go deeper from the, after the um, feminine activation. So it's perfect timing that we're going to do this feminine power activation. And then on the 31st, which I think, wait, the 28th to the 31st, we're going to be right in the middle of the feminine power activations when the apprenticeship starts. So we're really it's like it's happening (laughs) it is happening all right now this is a powerful time okay Mm. so thank you so much emmy is there anything else that you want to share with the audience now about this feminine activation or anything else um really just to mention that it's a beautiful opportunity to to go a little bit deeper in one's own personal practice and connection with the divine feminine Mm -hmm. and importantly 
even if you're not able to be there for the live activations, for the live guided journeys, mm -hmm. you can always listen to them afterwards. Okay. So you don't actually have to be there exactly at the same time as I mm -hmm. am live mm -hmm. on Facebook. And the energy of the activations will, or the vibration of the energy will, will um, reach you, even if you just simply sign up and you don't even listen to all of the activations because it's, we're all connected. It's all about energy. It's the vibration and the message behind that vibration that really truly comes. Oh, and you know that it's so real. I've already mm. had one of the people who signed up for the, for the nine month apprenticeship already. She was calling me up yesterday saying, has it started already? Have I missed anything? <laughs> yeah. Because I'm feeling yeah. some stuff happening and I, and she was all concerned that she'd missed something that that's right. why something. I'm like, no, you just signed up and I'm over here preparing the materials ahead of time, you know, doing my out of time and space magic where I'm talking to you in the future and you're feeling <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> so, I'm not doing live mm. broadcasts. I'm pre-recording a lot of stuff. So I'm talking right. to people, the yeah. participants who've signed up. I'm talking to their future selves, right? And then they're feeling That's right. <laughs> back back yeah. now. They're feeling it now. <laughs> So, that's the beauty and power of this energy work it oh, is just oh it's beautiful and the feminine power i mean how many of us have like ever been a kid doing something we thought we might, might get away with and then we realize our mother already knows yes <laughs> but we did and she yep. wasn't there she didn't see it nobody told her but she already knows <laughs> Yeah. And I have that with my kids as well. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, thank you. Such a delight yeah. as always to connect with you, Emmy. You really brightened my day and, um, and, you know, just thank you so much for your presence and your support and bringing this beautiful connection, this divine mother feminine activation. So we will, uh, can you tell, is there a simple link that people can go to that is easy to describe here for people to go sign up for this activation? Mm, it isn't actually a very simple link. I would need to maybe send that out. So I'm not yeah. sure if we could maybe post it in the comments we below can. the broadcast and then uh, people will be able to sign up from there. Yes, we can do that. We'll put it in the description in both sure. the YouTube and the um, and the audio podcast okay. options. So we'll put it in the description. Um, and of course, if you can't find it, have a hard time finding it, you can reach out to me and I'll be happy to direct it, uh, direct you to where you can access Emmy's Feminine Power Activation. What's the name of the, of the program, the five-day program anyway? Can you tell us the name? It's a, fi a five-day online journey, Step mm -hmm. Into Your Sacred Feminine Power. Step into your sacred feminine power. All right. Yeah. So yeah, reach out to me at wombcenteredhealing.com if you aren't able to find the link in the, in the description. And I'd be happy to forward that information to you. And also be, ha be happy to share with you about the Biomystical Womb Nine Moon Apprenticeship coming up as well. So that's all for now, folks. Until next time. Cool. Thank you. Mm-hmm.